Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Football Talk from the Yorkshire Post, where we'll be discussing some of the latest talking points from the world of football with members of our football writing team. On this week's episode, we're joined by Chief Football Writer for the Yorkshire Post, Stuart Rayner, and Football Writer for the Yorkshire Post, Leon Wapshall, to discuss all of the latest developments affecting our local clubs. Don't forget you can keep up to date with all the football news across Yorkshire and beyond by logging on to our website at yp.sport at nationalworld.com as well as checking out our various Twitter feeds, the main one being at YP Sport. If you search for Yorkshire Post Sport, Yorkshire Post Football or even Sheffield Sport on Facebook, you can find us there as well. And if you have any questions for our writers, you can get in touch using those various Twitter or Facebook pages or email us directly with the subject matter as footballtalkpodcast at yp.sport at nationalworld.com. Yorkshirepost.co.uk Let's start this week by looking at England's progress to the quarterfinals, uh, thanks to a comfortable 3-0 victory over Senegal. Um, England have now scored 12 goals in four games with eight different uh, goal scorers. Um, Do you think um, this puts them in a good position uh, for the game against France, Stuart? Yeah, I mean, they're they're certainly in a good position. They'll need to be because France will be, uh, you know, one of the biggest tests of this World Cup, I would think. But um, you you can't really complain about the the form they're going into with it. You know, it seems like Gareth Southgate's got lots of... um, Lots of good options at his disposal. Um, he's been, obviously, they've had uh, Raheem Sterling fly home this week. We're not sure if he's going to be available. Ben Ben White's had to go back. But certainly compared to France and some of the other countries, they've been very uh, fortunate in terms of uh, in terms of injuries uh, and availability. No bookings uh, in the first four games of the tournament. It's, it's pretty astonishing, really, in this day and age. Um, and yeah, and, and confidence is high. You know, they've got a manager who's who knows knows what he's doing, knows what he wants to do. They've got a squad who understands his methods, and uh, and and they're working at the moment. So I don't think I don't think you could really hope to go into a game of this magnitude in in much better shape, really. Yeah, they they haven't panicked, have they? I mean, it's obviously a it's going to be a a significant step up in in class, isn't it? On, on Saturday, everybody knows that, but obviously it wasn't the best, uh, you know, group perform um, stage performance against the the Americans. There was obviously a bit of bit of noise surrounding that, but they just sort of, you know, Gareth and his and his backroom team and and the players they're extremely tight. And I'd struggle to think of a more sort of tight and together group um, who were out there. Really, you know, it's it's one of the sort of core core strengths. They look very happy in each each other's um, company. There's plenty of of experience there as well, and obviously there were some difficulties in the you know in the well in the games against uh, uh, the Welsh and, and Senegal. They, you know, they, they sort of had to shake off the rust and and sort of work things out a little bit. But you know, they, they did that. No alarms. Pretty professional, uh, efficient. Um, and, and mature, really. You know, they've obviously been clinical in, in spells against against the Welsh and um, and Senegal. And you know, I think the French fair to say. I think I think for me, the French will start as favourites, but I don't think they're they're massive favourites. They've obviously got weapons that we all know about and the, and the world knows about in in the in the front three of Mbappe, Griezmann, and and Giroud. But you know, England have got. Plenty in the in their armory as well, and uh, you know, I just I feel like this this game will hopefully come at the right time in terms of the 
of education and evolution. I mean, obviously, excellent record under Southgate knockout tournaments, but I suppose really the only major team of note that they managed to beat was was Germany last um, last summer in uh, Wembley. This is a, another step up from that, and but um, you know, I think it's one that England are are ready for. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't feel generally looking at the tournament, Leon, that, that, that there isn't a team that the other team should fear. You know, I would include no. I would include England in that as well. I mean, I think I think probably Brazil, France, and England, maybe in that order, look yeah. like the three best teams in the tournament. But I think you know they've all shown vulnerabilities. France haven't kept a clean sheet yet. England, yeah. as you say, that you know they weren't great against USA. Um, you know, Brazil. Have been have been laboured at times. I think that I think there's chinks in everyone's armour, and there's and there's big strengths in both France and England's armour. And it'll just boil down to who performs best on the day. But but that maturity you talk about gives you yeah. confidence that England can go into these big games and not not get phased by them. You know, not not get not get flustered flustered by the occasion. So I think I, I agree with you. I think France are favourites, but I, I think only slight favourites. And I think England. I've got a good chance of, uh, of of winning that one. Mm. I think it's going to be one of those with it with the fine details, Stuart, isn't it? I mean, I think England mm. will they'll pose any they'll have a spell in the game and they'll they will pose any side in the, in the world you know problems going forward. They've obviously got uh, squad depth as well. It's just that that sort of organisation um, without the ball doing that sort of you know ugly side of it and. You know, whether it's a Rashford coming in, he's going to have to support, you know, the, the Kyle Walker further back. You know, the Saka maybe having to support or Foden, you know, supporting Luke Shaw. And that, that sort of work um, off the ball and, and keeping the shape, is, it's going to be it's going to be massive for me. You know, it could be a game of pretty pretty small um, details. I mean, the, the French, have, they have got a formidable forward line, let's, let's be honest. But, you know, you look... Yeah, you, know, you look at the, the last Euros, and you know Switzerland managed to um, eliminate eliminate them. And you know, if memory serves, Mbappe was in that side, and, um, and Griezmann was as well. There were like the likes of Pogba and um, and uh, Benzema and uh, and Kante. You know, they were in that team as well. A team that you know the Swiss managed to beat. You know, on, on that occasion, so that's going to give England um, some hope as well. But you know, they're going to have to do a hell of a lot right to, to get over the line. And, uh, yeah, I just, you know, you sort of look at them and I think there is, you know, certainly one more, you know, another another game of, game of two. Yeah, ultimate test. It's a good test. And let's all uh, let's all embrace it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, ju- I just I just hope they're brave in the in the difficult moments because you know we saw we saw when they were knocked out by Croatia four years ago they kind of went into their shell a little bit when yeah. they were when they were one 0 up it was similar in the in the European final so long as they don't fall into that trap I mean I, I'm pretty confident that that England will will give a good account of themselves beyond that who knows but I think that that's really that's really all, all you can ask in this situation and they do, they do have the talent that that, that that could could be decisive but um I think if you're if you're a neutral which obviously we're not I think it should be a should be a really good game it might be quite a, a long running game up to goodness it doesn't go to penalties <laughs> but you wouldn't rule it out because there's such even yeah. match signs mm-hmm. and it's a pressure shared Stuart isn't it that's the it's obviously yeah. a meeting of two huge you know um Footballing nations, 
to be fair to France, it's probably in you know the, the modern day really that they've, they've become a, a, a huge huge football nation, and you know rightly so given the, the achievements. But there'll be a hell of a obviously there's, everyone knows about the the pressure and the weight uh, you know that England have had, but you know in, in France as well there'll be a hell of a lot of expectation on their shoulders and and their players will have to. Uh, have to cope with that, and it's you know it's almost akin to a, a bit of a derby game as well against against the French, um, isn't it? There's you know some fascinating matchups across you know across the pitch. Uh, a lot of a lot of people have spoken about you know the, the Walker uh, Mbappe uh, tussle. You know I, I do look at England. I think they've. I, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't swap our our central midfield um, to the French one, especially with the players um, being out. Hopefully that's an area that we can get a get a bit of control. I've I've really liked what they've done in bringing Jordan Henderson back. You know he, he looks you know he, he's played on on the world stage in in massive football matches and you know led his led his club in that regard. He's an organizer. He's a talker. He's somebody who who certainly won't be faced by the the situation on on, on Saturday night. And uh, I just hope he can uh, he can be the sort of leader of the pack in there for us. Yeah. And uh, now we turn our attention back to the EFL, uh, and in League One, Barnsley uh, claimed all three points in their 2-1 win over promotion rivals Peterborough United. Um, that was a fourth win on the spin for the Tykes, and although they are eight points behind Sheffield Wednesday, they, they must surely be hopeful of at least a playoff spot, Leon. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been some some story at uh, Barnsley, we, we, we've spoken about them Sort of, you know, pl- plenty of times, and it's a nice little, little cor- correlation. I mean, this time last year, they, they played at, at Peterborough, two two really sort of struggling sides, relegation candidates in the championship, played out a pretty dismal, you know, nil nil job, and I think they both look what they are. You know, sides who were really struggling in that division. It's been a big, a big turnaround um, for Barnsley. I, you know, I look at some of the some of their away. You know, results. They've got a, a good draw at Ipswich. They won at, uh, at Sheffield Wednesday. They've gone to the well a few times and, you know, dug out, you know, the odd, odd late result winning at, at Shrewsbury. And there looks a real, you know, togetherness and, and resolve there. And that's, I think that's been the, the probably the biggest achievement of Michael Duff so far. Their the de- defensive stats are, are pretty strong. Uh, I think I mentioned last week they've only conceded one away goal in the second half of. Of league games this season, that's that's a pretty in, in, impressive start, isn't it? And you know, Peterborough are strong at home. Not many teams will go there and, and upset them. And yeah, they've they've, um, they've got players who are who are doing the business. Adam Phillips is you know a player in in, in pretty good goal scoring touch. He got another goal at, at Peterborough. I think he's got like five goals now, hasn't he? And People are chipping in that in that regard, even though they look a little bit like defend, um, attacking wise in their options. They're keeping um, good order at the, at the back. You know, I noticed how Michael have praised um, Robbie Cundy, who's been out of the, the side a little bit. He he contributed to the to the win at, at, at Peterborough, and yeah, as, as every leading side has to do. But we're at the top. You've got to have contributions from. From you know all over the squad, and you know Barnsley are, are doing that at the minute, and they're in a they're in a nice little position. Mm. 
yeah, I think it, I think it's good for them as well that they're they're just a little bit under the radar. I mean, any any club that gets relegated is under pressure or normally under pressure to get to get promotion the next season. And obviously, you know, Barnsley are putting pressure on themselves, but we we talk about them every week on this podcast. But beyond that, you know, there's not too much attention on them. Obviously, with with the three teams running away at it with it at the top, there sort of the focus for a lot of people. And then when you look lower down. Sort of Derby are the you know with everything that they've been through they're sort of the more high profile of the of the three relegated teams from last season so it just allows them to just get quietly on with their job and that just seems to nicely fit in with the way Michael Duff operates and the and the things he's trying to do you know he's not really trying to be flash and you know create you know create headlines he's just trying to get a solid solid base and and get on with his job and frankly that that's what that's what Barnsley need. You know, if you, if you want to go looking for it, then the goal scoring performances of, of Adam Phillips, you know, the performance of Josh Benson and players like that, there are, it's, it's not that it's, it's dull football or anything, but it's just, it's just sort of quiet achievement under the surface. And I think that, that takes a bit of, a bit of pressure off them that, you know, there will come a point where people clock on to the fact that they're in a, in a serious promotion race. But for now, it's good to just keep their head down. Keep consistently churning out results, and and that that's what they're doing. That you know, from week to week on this podcast, there isn't that much different to say about them because they're doing such a good, yeah. consistent, un, unflashy job. And if you're you know, if you're a Barnsley fan, that that's that's something to be grateful for. Hmm. Yeah, they're just keeping very much on message, aren't they? Aren't they, Stuart? They're very um, consistent in the mindset and approach. You speak to Michael Duff, and you know he. He so he certainly won't fall fall for any traps from journalists. He, he basically said it's um, you know he repeats it most week. You know we don't just one half of football at a time. Win the first half. If you don't win that, win, win the second half. And you know he's massive on on culture and day to day to day approach, mentality, good habits. And uh, yeah, I think he's seen some positive. Strides in that regard at, at Barnsley, you know, is, is a big stickler for discipline. Not, um, um, you know, no sloppiness, things like that. You, you know, a real, a real focused approach on the on the training ground every day. And um, yeah, it, it seems to be a good, a good culture that's that's growing at um, Barnsley, and they're, they're not putting too much, you know, expectation on themselves at the minute. It looks a lot happier place as well. You know, if you, if you rewind to to the mess of last season, which was, you know, on and off the pitch, it was it, it was a pretty you know dark season for the club. They'll have a, a, a you know the tests have, have sort of sat well and they've managed to cope with them. Obviously, going to Peterborough, they've got a tough game at, at Oxford who have turned it around a bit after a slow start to the season. But it'll be a test that, that'll sit well with them, and then you sort of look at the games after that. There might be sort of winnable games on paper, the likes of, you know, Burton, Fleetwood, Accrington. But you know, this this season, Barnsley have sort of slipped up in one or two of them as well. So that's a little little thing to to bear in mind. But they'll be grounded, and they certainly won't won't be getting uh, carried away. And uh, yeah, it's been a a pretty strong job so far for Michael Duff, considering where they were. Hmm. 
And uh, next we turn to Sheffield Wednesday, who unfortunately missed the opportunity to go top when they drew 0-0 against Derby County. Um, they remain in third, uh, a point behind second place Ipswich Town, and with the long journey to Exeter City coming up, um, does Darren Moore have to do anything in particular um, to sort of change um, ahead of that game, Stuart? Well, I mean, they're, they're another team that, you know, there is more attention on them, as I said before, because they're statue of the club, the fact that they're one of those top three, but they're, they're another one who are who are just sort of going through things in a quite unspectacular fashion at the moment. And and that really is, is no bad thing. I mean, Leon was at Derby at Saturday, on Saturday, so he's he's better better placed to, to speak on that game specifically. But there does seem to be, you know, a resilience, a professionalism, a grittiness, a just a just getting on with the job that I just think all the promotion contenders in all the divisions, you know, need in this need in this middle part of the season. It's just about getting through the hard yards, coming to coming to March April, March April in a, in a position to to do something special. I mean, you know, Rotherham were going through a, a, a similar sort of um, similar sort of phase this time last year when they, you know, when they had that run that ultimately stretched into 20 odd games on beam, just, just keep grinding them out. Just don't, don't do anything flash. Don't do anything daft. You know, they, they, they keep picking up injuries. Unfortunately, Michael Heck was the latest one. Um, but so far, you know, they're, 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 they're getting through that, you know, they might need some, think they will need some reinforcements in January just to help it along but there nothing nothing seems to be that big a drama which is not often something you can say about Sheffield Wednesday so with the with the profile of that club and the headlines it attracts but it, it's a really it's a really good thing in these in these circumstances and you know it's a, it certainly sounds like uh, Saturday's game wasn't wasn't full of drama but um, you know you take a point from Derby County wouldn't you yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you, you're spot on there, Stuart. It, it is, you know, he acknowledged it after the after the match at Derby as well, Darren Moore. They are every, you know, successful side will go through a stage in a season where you've just got to, you've got to roll your sleeves up and, and grind it out. And, you know, to be fair, you look at, you look at Derby and, you know, historically, Sheffield Wednesday's record there is absolutely abysmal. But, you know, that aside, Derby are a, a very big club in in this division, and uh, they're starting to pull up one or two trees under under Paul Wall. They'd, they'd have a nice little unbeaten um, beaten sequence heading into the into the game as well. And they've got some, you know, you look at the side; they've got some decent experience and some good younger players. So it, it certainly wasn't the the worst point in the in the world. And that I think a few pragmatic Wednesday fans might might have just uh, secretly taken that. Obviously, the fact that um, Plymouth had lost at home surprisingly to Port Vale and um Ipswich had dropped points as well, haven't they, against Fleetwood. That sort of put the focus on Wednesday. But it it just looks one of those promotion races, automatic promotion races at the minute where you're gonna get throughout this winter you know, it could be past the parcel, it could change hands a little bit and you've just gotta keep as Stuart rightly said, just keep holding your nerve for when you know when it matters when the daffodils come out, as, as Steve Bruce often used to used to say. You know that's that's when you need to you need to be there and, and strike for home. But yeah, I think I think they probably yeah acknowledge this as well, Darren Moore. The, the balance may be a little bit a little bit more towards sort of keeping the 
you know, the defensive shape and organisation without the ball a little bit at the minute. And he and he spoke. It's quite interesting. He spoke about you know on the training ground this week. They were going to more touch up upon getting a little bit, a little bit sharper and quicker in the in the passing and the movements in terms of the the offensive work. So yeah, we'll uh, obviously see see what transpires at uh, Exeter on on Saturday. Another another toughish game, isn't it? They've they've had a, a handy start, and uh, you know one thing with Wednesday, I, I suppose the record against you're going to be picky. The record against sides in the for the top ten isn't. Um, isn't stellar. They've only won, um, you know, a couple of games, haven't they? They, they beat Bolton and um, and uh, Port Vale, and they've obviously lost uh, lost at Plymouth and, uh, and Barnsley. So I suppose brushing up in in that regard will be important, especially in the you know in, in the key key games in the in the second half of the season. But they're going along pretty nicely and steadily. They're not conceding in goals. Stewart's spot on to say that they could just do with. Obviously, they've had another injury with Michael Ikewe. Obviously, with Ben Hennigan as well. They even even though they've got a strong spot, a squad by League One standards. If if they have another one, sort of go down in terms of centre halves, then they're going to have to hobble a little bit towards um, towards January. But I, I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll keep um, chipping away. They've got some you know some good good club men and squad players. Thought Liam Palmer was was his solid self on on Saturday. No fuss, you know, as I see in most games, and he's usually a seven out of ten. Um, Reese James was nice and nice and solid as well. Uh, you know, a little bit less less slick going forward. It it, it certainly wasn't a, a Barry Bannon um, sort of game, and obviously the, the Miss Lee Gregory as well up, up front. But I, I've not really got any. Any worries about Wednesday? Really, I think they'll be they'll be fine, and they'll they'll be a club. will probably do a, a few bits of business in in January to to set them up for the for the run home. Yeah, I think you know for all the for all the contrast between them, the three teams we've talked about so far fall in into into one similar category, and they've got in that they've got managers who aren't too bothered about you know, being showy or they, they just want to get the job done and they just want to get to the point of the season where things are de- things are decided and then, you know, then maybe things might start to explode. But, you know, you get the impression with England a lot, you know, people are always saying, oh, we wish they'd take the handbrake off. You know, you often hear that at, at Sheffield Wednesday, fans get a bit frustrated about, you know, they feel that there's more to give from this team. And, you know, there the probably is in both of those cases. But when all's said and done, if Sheffield Wednesday get promoted... If England get to the World Cup final, if Barnsley go up, everyone's going to be happy, and nobody's going to be nobody's going to be saying two, three years from now, yeah, but weren't the games in December a bit boring, or wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice if we'd scored more goals in November? Mm-hmm. You know, th- this this part of the season is just about getting in into contention, as Leon said, when the daffodils come out, when things do start getting explosive, make sure you're in the picture, make sure you're in contention, make sure you've got momentum and confidence, and. Uh, Darren Moore, Michael Duff and Gareth Southgate aren't bothered if they lose popularity contests because they know come the end of the season or the end of the tournament, if they do what they're paid to do, their popularity is guaranteed. Um, So it's, it's it's just about getting there. Yeah. 
next, we turn our attention to League Two, and Bradford City lost 3-0 at top of the table late in Orient. Um, in spite of losing uh, two successive games, Mark Hughes doesn't seem unduly concerned, um, but he, surely he'll be looking for a result at the next game away at Gillingham, Leon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Stuart obviously touched on a good point there. That you know, we mentioned um, you know Darren Moore and you know Michael Duff's well, fairly experienced, cool, um, cool, calm heads, and uh, Mark uses certainly that as an vast, obviously you know outstanding football, but you know vastly experienced as as a manager, and uh, you know it's obviously. It's not not ideal, and you know, but it's still the first time that Bradford have having lost back to back games this season um, in, in the league, and you know the size they were playing as well. You know, Leighton Orient have you know they're up to forty eight points now. What a story it's been there under under Richie Wellens this season. So, you know, and, and on many levels they are the story of League Two. You know, this season probably along with with Stevenage to be to be fair. So that was always going to be a, a tough game, and obviously Bradford had. Had been beaten by a you know a very impressive Northampton side on the day in the in the previous um, uh, home um, home game. So the the they played two of the the better sides in League Two. It's it's fair to say, and you know two sides will probably be right up there in the automatic um, promotion um, shake up. So you know he's keeping fairly calm about it. But you look obviously going to, going to Gillingham with respect is. If if City don't manage to, if they manage to lose that, then I think there will be a fair bit um, more noise. But you know, by all accounts, they played reasonably well at, at, at Orient. It wasn't a a three nil three nil game. I think the worry will just be that you know the, the conceding of goals. You know, there's obviously two league games in a row where they've where they've conceded three, and they've been you know they've been fairly sort of. Um, stout in, in, the, in the defensive sense this season, so yeah, there's there's some issues to to address, but they're still in a in a pretty you know handy handy position under away form. It's been been pretty pretty decent. You know, if there's one thing that probably will you know do need to address, it's it's the home form which has been sticky of of late. But you know, we like Sheffield Wednesday as well. We've spoken about you know January not being too far away, and I'm I'm sure Bradford will be. Will be chipping away in, in the background to, to do do a few little bits to you know maybe bring in one or two other other new names to, to sort of bolster with what they've got. So no no massive dramas at the minute, but I think for all and sundry they could do with a um, you know a, a three point three pointer at Gillingham on the, on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, looking from the outside, I, I didn't see either of those two games. Leon, Leon was at the Northampton game. But yeah, I, I think the one concern would be the, the, the scale of defeats in the sense that, you know, they've got behind and they've let the game run a, away from them a bit. But as far as I'm concerned, um, and, and I think I think most Bradford fans too, if Mark Hughes says, don't panic, I'm not panicked, I'm prepared to trust him at the moment. You know, he's got that... He's got that reputation. He's got that trust. I say, I think he's got that trust from 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 most of the Bradford fans. That you know, obviously, if if, if things go on, their nerves get tested. But but for now, if he's if he's reasonably calm and 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 not, obviously not happy, but you know, um, unfazed by by things they're in, then I think we should all be the same because 
as I've said in the past, I think that that can be the issue at, at clubs like Bradford, where there's so much expectation that panic can really set in. You know, when, when you when you have the little the little dips that you do. I mean, they, they've put themselves as as they do most seasons or most seasons when they've been in League Two, they've put themselves under a lot of pressure because it made it very clear that anything less than promotion is is basically unacceptable. Um, so they, they haven't given themselves much room for manoeuvre and, and, you know, consistently they've sort of been in the play of places rather than the automatics this season. But, uh, as I say, it's it, it, it's a long season. If Hughes is happy that, you know, it, it just needs a bit of tweaking here and there and there's nothing fundamentally wrong, then I, frankly, um, I'm happy to trust in that for now. And, and I say, I think he's... I think he's done it. Got enough goodwill in the bank with at least the, the majority of fans at, at Valley Parade. That, that I hope anyway that they'll be of the of the same mindset. But obviously, uh, they do have to put it right sooner or later because as fans, there's there's only so long before you do start to 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 get worried. Yeah. Um, but I say for now, for now, I, I'd, if if he says don't panic, I, I'm I'm prepared to not panic. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's better than that this happens, Stuart. At the you know end of November, start of December, exactly. it's at, at the in the middle of March, isn't it? So you exactly. know, and obviously there's you know mitigation rule that played as well. They played you know, two good sides there. Yeah, yeah, and you know the, we've said before about other teams and other situations. There's, there's always going to be blips. There's always going to be lessons to learn. It's a good it's a good time to learn those lessons because you've got plenty of time to put it into. Action, as Leon says, if this happens in the middle of April, you're stupid. But uh, but now they can really, you know, dissect this, learn from it, become stronger. And as Leon said, if they need to address things in January, do that as well. Yeah. And next, our, t- our uh, focus turns to Doncaster Rovers, who fell to a 2 0 home defeat at the hands of Walsall. Uh, the result sees Donny sitting mid table and without uh, consistent runs. Um, what, what does Danny Schofield have to do to get their promotion challenge I mean, back on track, really, Stuart? I think they just have to be a little bit more pragmatic. He's trying to go in and play a very pure brand of football. You know, and the, the criticism of his predecessor was that there, there, wasn't, there wasn't that clarity. You know, with the football wasn't great. It was too much about being pragmatic. It felt on that Friday night as if Doncaster had just gone the other way. It was essentially... 90 minutes of passing for the sake of passing, you know, with no with no end product or very little end product to speak of. I think they had one shot on target all night. They, you know, the stats said they created 14 chances, but they, they, they in reality they created very little, um, and they just they just seem locked too much in a mindset of, you know, keeping it being too safe, passing backwards all the time, just desperate to retain possession, not not taking the risks you need to take. And I just think they need to find a slightly better balance, you know, in the same way that, you know, you you wanted McSheffrey's team to just get the ball down a bit more at times. You can go too far the other way. And it, it felt it felt like that day they'd go, gone too far the other way. I mean, I was watching it and I was thinking this was almost like a League Two version of Spain, you know, passing the ball around Japan and being unable to break them down in the World Cup, it was it was it was a similar similar sort of issue, and and they've just got to they've just got to show a bit more ruthlessness, a bit more bravery, I think, at times. Um, but you know, it, it 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 is a process that will take time, and I've said all along, my my biggest worry is that the patience will be tested 
at Doncaster, you know, given given the circumstances McSheffrey was uh, was sacked under and with what four defeats now in Schofield seven games, patience is is being tested and there were some very frustrated fans sat around the press box on the on the Friday night. It was a it was a world away from when I was at the Stevenage game, which I think was his first home game. Well it was his first home game. And things were very everyone seemed very pleased with the style of football. The, the frustration was already starting to kick in then and they just need to I say they just need to mix it up a bit. Uh, and I think and hopefully they'll have a good a good formula. I think that's spot on. I mean he's I think prag, pragmatic is is the word. I mean, it's all very admirable what you know. Danny Schofield's trying to do. He's trying to create a side in his own, his own image, his own DNA. But you know, he's coming to a situation where um, Doncaster aren't a consistent side, and they're looking. You know, they've got a bit of a had a shown a bit of a soft underbelly at, at, at times this season. Um, and you know, you're thinking of rival managers come to Doncaster say you know, you know they'll box clever and say well let them have the ball let them pass, pass it pass it around and we'll we'll sort of pose a problem on the count we'll maybe be a bit direct and, and mix it up physically and um, yeah he's just got to get the the balance the balance right at the, at the minute you know they've had some they've had some sticky you know results and it's you know, it's all very admirable wanting to talk about you know speaking about the Sean O'Driscoll times and, you know, you know, in an ideal situation, taking it back to, to, to something like that in a few, you know, a year or two's time, but you've got to, you've got to sort of deal in the, in the here and now, haven't you, of, of, of league, league two football, you know, in league two football in, in the winter now as well. So it'll be not for the first time. It'll be, a, you know, a test of the, of the character when they go to, go to Newport at the weekend. Obviously last time away from home, they've, they took a bit of a beating at, at Colchester. They've had the odd decent victory away from home, but they've been they've been beaten up once or twice, haven't they? You know, Carlisle and Barrow as well. So yeah, they're just going to have to. Um, you know, it's a perfect word that Stuart used there. Be a bit more pragmatic, maybe mix it up a little bit uh, themselves. Maybe turn teams a little bit and and don't be so uh, so ticky tacker passing it side you know side to side. They've got to have a bit more. You know something, uh, something in their armory to, um, you know, a bit more of a plan B to to cause one or two more problems by the sound of it. Yeah, and it, it's not illegal to hit the ball long down the field. No. You know, Edison does it for Manchester City. If and if he can do it, you know, yeah. if Manchester City could play that way, then then a League Two team can. You know, you've you've just got to you've just got to be realistic. You know, the the, the with with the greatest of respect, the League Two players, there's a limit to what they can do. You know, if 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 me, Leon, and you, Mark, were in a five-a-side team. We couldn't play tic-a-tac. Yeah. You've got to play a bit. You've got to play a bit to your strengths, and yeah. you, you've just got to be street a bit more streetwise than they are at the moment. But hopefully, they will get there. I mean, Danny Schofield always talks about it being a process. The, 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 they've shown, you know, at Grimsby being a prime example. They do have good performances in them. It's not that all is lost. It's just that when we were talking about, you know, Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley having that bit of pragmatism and bit of grit, if you can just add that to the mix, then you've got makings of a very good team. No. no. And they're going to need to chip away, Stuart, if they are. I mean, you look at Doncaster now and, you know, realistically, playoff playoff candidates, you'd probably think at best, wouldn't you, if things sort of yeah. go well, but all the while where you're wanting to, you know, entertain supporters and get a, a style of play that's pleasing on the eye, that you've got to chip away with with results as well and, you know, 
obviously will be we're soon into the, into the new year and the, the league table then it will you know truly have taken shape and you know you can't you can't fall to, uh, fall too far away can you sides above you quite right yeah mm. And uh, finally, in League Two, we turn our attention to Harrogate Town, who thumped Rochdale four-one uh, after conceding in the eighth minute to put some breathing space between them and the bottom th- uh, two. Um, with successive league wins and high-flying Northampton Town uh, being the next visitors, will Simon Weaver now be sort of looking up rather than down, Leon? Oh, well, I think I think for the um, the time being, it's it's going to be very much. You know, one game at a, at a time. Obviously, um, um, uh, Stuart um, uh, had had the wherewithal to go to decide to go to to Rochdale. Well, I I saw a real ball fest at a derby against um, Sheffield Wednesday. He's so. almost over it now. <laughs> well, so a fair play to Stuart there. But it was, uh, yeah. You look, I look, I look at the games that they've got coming up. You know, it certainly is one game at a time. Northampton, they've got to go um, to Doncaster for a derby. Grimsby on Boxing Day, then then Bradford, and then a huge one against against Hartlepool. So now is not the time to to be getting carried away at all. You know, even though you know what an you know an outstanding um, uh, performance by the sound of it, and psychological boost. You know, to go to a rival and and give them a good a good hiding four one, and it's obviously coming not not too long off the back of of a, you know a good of a good win against against Mansfield, and you know it was it seemed to be an impressive response. Obviously, Simon Weaver was critical after they bowed out bowed out of the cup at Hartlepool the previous weekend. So yeah, I I, I look I look at at Arrogate. I don't think scoring goals is a massive problem. I think the issue might just be keeping them out at the other end. Yeah, it was it was, a, it was a big big win for them. But you know, you 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 can't get carried away if you're Harrogate Town. You know, no. Simon Weaver will often say, you know, tongue partly in cheek, refer to little Harrogate. But they are they are little Harrogate. You look at the resources they're working with compared to the resources of Bradford City, and that just shows you can't get carried away. And and you know, never mind all that. They had they had eleven players out at the weekend. So for you know, for a club working working with that. That is a that is a huge loss, huge test of character. But it was it was a really really impressive performance because although they were the, the better team for the first half, um, Rochdale still opened the scoring, still still hit the hit the hit the post. You know you you weren't you weren't a hundred percent sure that that football was going to pay off. And the way Simon Weaver asked them to play, it was a formation that really demanded a lot of hard work from some of the players, and they willingly gave it and. and you know, when Leon says he's not too concerned about them scoring goals, I mean, one massive tick in the box is that Luke Armstrong, who was such a big factor with his goals in their excellent start to last season before it dropped off, has now scored five in his last four games. And that will give a lot of confidence, not just to him, but to his teammates. You know, if we do our job, he'll he'll do his. And, uh, you know, we can, we can really get going somewhere. But it all sounds very positive. But you know, Leon's already outlined. There's some difficult matches come up, coming up. You know, the bubble could easily, easily burst next week, and then it's just about staying, staying tough, continuing to work hard, and uh, and hopefully getting the result rewards. But from what I saw on Saturday, there's the there's the work ethic and and the know-how that if they do keep doing what they're told and they keep working hard, um, they, they sh- one would hope they'll they'll be all right, despite the fact that. 
you know, if it was down to bank balances and attendances, they wouldn't be. YorkshirePost.co.uk Many thanks to Stuart Rayner and Leon Wobbrell, who will doubtless join us again soon for more discussions on the Yorkshire football scene. But don't forget, you can keep up to date with all the football news across Yorkshire and beyond by logging on to our website at yp.sport at nationalworld.com. Or if you search for Yorkshire Post Sport, Yorkshire Post Football or even Sheffield Sport on Facebook, you can find us there as well. If you have any questions for our writers, you can get in touch using those various Twitter or Facebook pages or email us directly with the subject matter as football talk podcast at yp.sport at nationalworld.com. As ever, many thanks for listening. Look after yourselves and bye for now. <laughs>